Hey, Christy. Hey, Edith. What do you call an all-you-can-eat garlic restaurant? What? Buffet the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Christy. And I'm Edith. We're backyard gardeners from Colorado. And neighbors. And friends. These days, gardening has gotten very popular. And we've noticed more and more people picking our brains for tips and troubleshooting about gardening. We're not experts. We just learned a lot about gardening from the mistakes we made along the way. So welcome to Upside Down Tulips. A fun podcast that celebrates gardening gone wrong. Upside Down. Hello, everybody. Hello, garden party and listeners. Hello, Edith. Hey, Christy. Are you sitting so far away from me because our topic is garlic this week? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Did you have garlic? I had garlic for breakfast. Did you? For breakfast. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we always sit this far apart. That's where the mics are. Remember last week when I said I had a theory that the darker the vegetable or fruit, the more nutritious it was? Uh-huh. I, I did some digging around. I found out some really interesting things. Listen to this. Dark green leafy vegetables have the highest concentration of antioxidants and fiber. Blue purple fruit and vegetables, including cranberries, purple grapes, raisins, and eggplant, boost urinary tract health, memory function, and promote healthy aging. Did you ever, when, did you ever have a, this, I don't mean to get personal, but did you ever have, Uh-oh. okay, did anybody <laughs> ever have... <laughs> Okay, this is not to you personally. Did anybody out there ever have a urinary tract infection and then you had cranberry juice? Yes. See, that backs me up because cranberry is in this this little group. Green, just something being green, means a lot of heart protective potassium and vitamin K. Green fruits and veggies also help maintain vision health, strong bones, and teeth. Red and orange vegetables, you ask? I'm asking, what about red and orange vegetables? They're higher in vitamin C. Thank you for asking. What about red fruits and vegetables, such as strawberries, tomatoes, apples, and red beans? They're packed with vitamin C, vitamin A, potassium, and antioxidants. And yellow, orange fruits and vegetables, including carrots, etc., are loaded with vitamin C, vitamin A, and potassium. It's true that they can boost vision. And finally, Christy... The white fruits and vegetables, mushroom, bananas, onions, garlic, are good for the heart and help to control cholesterol levels. Oh, thanks, Edith. Isn't that interesting? That is. So people should eat color. Eat by color. Eat your rainbow. Eat, yes, yeah. But not, you, I'm not talking about Skittles. No. Oh, no. Never, never, never. <laughs> Heavens, no. And, and then, you know, when I was doing the research for this, I ran into something else that is just amusing. It's amusing, and I want to tell you about it. You know how there's different words for animal manure? Like, we've used a rabbit. What is a rabbit's pellets called? Bunny honey. Very good. Uh, So there's like a list here of all the different manures that I think are funny. Like, fresh cow manure is either moodoo (laughs) or cow pies. I know I'm familiar with cow pies. I'm familiar with cow pies too. Chicken is hen dressing. <laughs> Horse, road apples. Ah, I never knew it was the difference. Okay, great. They actually have one for a llama. I've never heard this. 
llama beans. <laughs> that one's great. Isn't that good? And then the only one that didn't have one is sheep. So I thought we should come up with one. We could. I think we could call it sheep drip. <laughs> <laughs> the alliteration. What do yeah. you think it could be called? Sheep? Uh, how about wool doo doo? That's good. Wool doo doo. Wool dee doo doo. Wool dee doo doo. Wool dee doo doo. Wool dee doo. Okay, and that is the research that I did this week for our podcast. A plus. Thank you. You may clap the erasers after school. Yes, indeed. You know what else, Christy? What? Our merch is on sale. 35% off. But that's a lot. Ah, that is a lot. You can get a $13 t-shirt. You can get a $30 hoodie. You can't get a $13 t-shirt at Kmart. Is there Kmart anymore? I meant to say Target. (laughs) (laughs) Kmart. (laughs) What am I talking about? All those things are on sale. I've noticed that I have worked a lot this past week with things that are scratchy. Oh, yeah. So, Mm. cucumbers. Mm -hmm. Going in there and harvesting cucumbers Mm -hmm. and removing the powdery mildew leaves. So, folks, this time of year, if your cucumber plants have that white powdery mildew on it, take them off and put them in the garbage, not the compost pile. But those are scratchy. Yeah, they're bad. Also, my yellow squash is incredibly scratchy. So I'm trying to get in there and harvest the squash when it's small, and the leaves are so scratchy. How many are you getting every day? More than one? You know, I haven't had a chance to get out there every day, Edith, but I'm certainly getting three or four a week. Nice. That's nice. Yeah, they're so delicious. Uh, sunflowers. Mm, so I've scratchy. deadheading sunflowers you could, because we're having a nice fall so far yeah. so who knows we might get some more blooms out of it so when the flowers are spent because i want to encourage more flowers i've been taking my nippers and going through and cutting off the the spent mm-hmm. sunflowers mm-hmm. but the plants the leaves getting in there yeah they are they are one scratchy plant yeah for and, sure. and then of course pumpkins you saw my pumpkin when you came in, right? That yes, I harvested? Very nice, yeah. My, that's my surprise pumpkin that is growing out of the compost bin. Um, nice volunteer. Very excited. And I brought it in because the squirrels have been eat, ate two pumpkins previously. Ugh. Those evil little rodents of the garden. Yes. And you asked me um, last week about one that was eviscerated, if I could save anything from it, like if I could even save the seeds or anything yeah, from it. Yeah, Well, I brought it in to show you what was left of the pumpkin. Oh. Wow. So oh. Oh, geez. This is like a quarter oh. of the pumpkin, and everything is gone They out ate of it. the seeds because they the ate... seeds are so nutritious. Of course they ate the seeds. And then probably what they'll do is maybe they will doo-doo in my compost mm-hmm. and I'll get another pumpkin out you of it. you get another pumpkin maybe. What is squirrel yeah. manure, Edith? Oh, I don't know. Let's think about that. When we come up with one, we'll say it out loud. Squeaky peaky? Squirrel squirts? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. And uh, I told you about my cabbage last week. Yeah, that, opening up, you yeah, said. Yeah, because it, I, had, I knew I was supposed to harvest it. It's just been a busy time. And I hadn't gotten out there, so I did. I did harvest it, you but did. I thought I would show you what it looked like. Okay. That's the rustling sound of a bag. She's going into the bag. She's pulling it out. 
Oh my. So it's got a little brown on the outside because I need to shred it up. But you can see how it was once this round thing and then it kind of like erupted in the middle and it looks a little bit like Audrey too from Little Shop of Horrors. Oh my gosh, it does look like her. Are you sure someone didn't eat that middle part? Yes, because the other one looks exactly like it. Wow. So they just kind of separate. Have a, It's like it has a big fissure in the yes. middle. Yes. And I wonder if this is, if I had let it stay in there, if it would have eventually had a flower stalk. I don't know. You know, like broccoli. I bet it's you. In the broccoli you know what? family. I bet you it would have. That's what it's getting ready to do. But I tasted the part on the inside and yeah. it still tastes fine. Perfect. Good. It tastes like coleslaw. And like you say, it lasts forever in the refrigerator. It so does. I think if I shred it uh-huh. and make some coleslaw. I think that's a great idea. So. Who I'm doesn't? Not making, I'm not going to do. Well, maybe I could do sauerkraut. Now I'm thinking about sauerkraut again. Should I try it again? You Eat should it? try it again. Try make, make, you know what? Yeah. Make, don't, don't like go crazy. Make like one quarter, one pint. <laughs> yeah. um, use uh, salt. Use um, kosher salt. And that's all. That's all you need. Well, that's what I did last time. You used kosher salt? Yeah. And you pounded it down? It was yeah. all weighted down? Well, try it again, Chris. Yeah. Try it again. Why, what the hay, huh? Exactly. Oh, how about this for the squirrel? Squirrel stones. Oh, good. <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs> Pretty good, right? <laughs> how about this? What? Do you remember Bullwinkle and Rocky? Yes. Rocky Road. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good one, Christy. I'll never eat that ice cream again. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but I know that uh, stones, that came to my mind because of the date. The squirrel was in my house and, and literally pooped all over. A squirrel in the house, not mm -hmm. something you want to wake up to. That should never happen. That should never, ever happen. It's against the laws of nature. Absolutely. Oh, I want to tell you on the flower front, Edith. Do you remember this past spring when I had a lot of extra plants and then I went to Wheat Ridge Gardeners on Facebook. So folks, this is just our little local Facebook group for our, with has local gardeners in it. And I said, anybody want lamb's ear? Anybody mm -hmm. want Jupiter's beard? And I got rid of a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I said, for free or trade? Yes. Well, for trade, one of the things I got was a Maximilian sunflower. Folks, this is a native in our area to Colorado and Kansas. So it's in bloom right now. And what is it? Is it just yellow or is it? Yeah, beautiful and tall. It's oh. about seven foot tall. Oh. Nice. It's, so it's nice here in September to have something that's blooming. It is. Oh, very nice. And it's a perennial, which means that it will come back next year. An annual. Seriously, not by self-sowing, but correct. The, that same plant will yeah, come it has back? A, it's a tuber. Oh, my goodness. And so it doesn't come from seed. It's not an annual. It won't die every year. It'll come back in that same spot every year. And the person who gave it to me, um, who I forget their name, but thank you so much, um, said that they will spread. So maybe I can give you some next year. Oh, my. I would love that. Yeah, that'd be great. Hey, Edith, how's your garden going? Christy, I still don't have any cauliflower. Oh, my goodness. Four plants taking up. You know how giant those plants get. I am deeply disappointed in that plant. I'm so sorry. The heck is going on? Other than the cauliflower, the peaches are in, the grapes are in. Oh my gosh, in one or two days, I'll be able to eat radishes. Oh, good. Yeah, the, um, I never got more than one single little tiny spinach plant. It's about, oh, 
less than an inch high. Mm. It's just been too hot, I think. Mine didn't come up either. Do you think we could still replant? I don't see why not. What the hay? What the hay? Let's, let's give it a try. Do you have any of that Vera Flav seed left? I do not. Okay. That didn't work this year. Oh. Isn't that odd, what works and what doesn't it's work? It's always such a mystery, the garden, isn't it? It is. This year, I have no spinach. Literally, I tried that New Zealand stuff, yeah. and I'm not crazy about it. It's little, teeny, tiny. Oh, you the Vera Flav, was a, it was the spinach that's as big as your hand, right? It was as big least. as a Swiss chard. It was bigger than my hand. It was bigger than my face. Remember, I put glasses on it, right. and we posted a picture? Yeah. <laughs> so other than that, I think my garden is going, it's going pretty well, um... Oh, I've got some more cantaloupe coming up. Oh, good. I'm hoping it ripens in time. I've got lots of tomatoes. It feels like we're going to have a nice fall here in Colorado. Oh, I hope so. Last year, of course, it snowed on September 3rd. Yeah. Anybody crabby, but here we are right now getting up to the end of September. And I even saw, Edith, that the temperatures are not going to be dipping into the 40s until maybe in the end of next week. Wow. So it, it looks good. Good. Definitely, we should try the spinach again then. Definitely. Besides which, it's also possible if we plant it now, it may come up next season. Mine overwinters a lot. Yeah. yeah. So we should do that. Okay. Well, folks, if there are words or terms you're not familiar with, check out the Upside Down Dictionary at UpsideDownTulips.com. Or you can click on the link in our show notes. You can also see what we've got on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, or YouTube. And now let's have one of our original and fun, unique pop plays made just for the gardener. Ow! Oh! See how the thorns do scratch my skin and pierce at my body. Oh, base and sharp-tongued vine, I hack at you! Ha! Ha! Wicked and sharp thorns! Aha! Now that I have cut away this cruel vine, I do see me the window of yon soon to be my beloved. And there lies she, my future princess, deep in here slumber. I am here to save you with a kiss. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What now? Who speaks? Me. Right here in the corner. And who be ye, hovering in the bedroom of young somnolent girl, soon to be my future queen? I'm Sleeping Beauty's aunt, the good fairy. Who are you? I am Prince Lancelot Pantala. And I have come from a kingdom far away to wake up Sleeping Beauty. I have braved bad weather, roughly rutted roads, roaming robbers, and that vicious vine that encloses the castle. And I have emerged triumphant. That's impressive. I like your determination. Listen, I've been trying for years to wake her up. Nothing's worked. Not heavy metal music at off-the-charts volume. Not a pack of angry wolves howling at the door. Not a politician's speech. Oh, that was a mistake. I think she might have gone into a permanent vegetative state after that. So what are you going to try? I will whisper my course of action in thine ear so the bad fairies can't hear me and thus thwart me. You're gonna do what? Oh, I don't think so. I'll be doing the thwarting. You back off right now. Stay tuned for part two to find out how Prince Lancelot Pancelot intends to wake up Sleeping Beauty. Okay, let's talk about Allium sativum, otherwise known as garlic. Did you know, Edith, that garlic also means 
beer plant, garlic in Anglo-Saxon. Oh. I think it's because of the shape of the cloves. Look like little spears. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. People started cultivating garlic 4,000 years ago, making it one of the oldest and first herbs and vegetables cultivated by humans. Wow. I read that the... um. The Egyptians gave it to the slaves who were building the pyramids to keep their strength up. How kind. <laughs> yes, how very, very kind. How very of them. kind. Garlic is native to China, where two thirds of all garlic is grown. But in the United States, California is the largest producer of garlic. Mm. Mm-hmm. I love the lore about it. I love the fact that people think that it can repel vampires. Yeah. Why is that? I think it is because it has such a. Such a strong smell. Garlic, um, if you eat a lot of garlic, supposedly it keeps away mosquitoes and stuff. I've heard that, yes. Yeah. And have you noticed a lot of the homemade remedies that we put out in the garden we spray has garlic and onions? Garlic is known to repel the blood-sucking insects because also they can't smell us. All they smell is garlic. The, the In vampire lore... Vampires are created by a blood infection that requires a victim to feed on the blood of others. So it's just like a mosquito. Uh So that's why they are repelled. Oh, gotcha. Because they're like gigantic mosquitoes. You know, in Bram Stoker's Dracula, he mentions garlic 21 times. Does he really? In the Bible, it's only mentioned once. Wow. Wow. Which book do you have on on your shelf? (laughs) I have both. So do I. Sure I do. (laughs) You know, in Romania, garlic is considered a more powerful natural medicine than most antibiotics. Wow. And that is due to a compound called allicin, which is released when the garlic is crushed or chopped. It has similar um, properties to penicillin, actually. And they make dishes like garlic soup with other vegetables, and that's how they fight the flu in Romania. Also... In World War One, they used it on wounds and stuff. Oh, isn't clever. that something? I think that's really something. The average person in the United States guess how much garlic they eat, Edith. Um, I'm going to guess a pound. Two pounds. Oh my gosh. Or in other words, three hundred cloves of garlic a year. The record number of eating garlic cloves in one minute goes to Deepak Sharma Barjagain from Nepal who on December 1st, 2009, in one minute, ate 34 cloves of garlic. Oh, wow. Jeez. <laughs> Do you know in um, in Eastern Europe, especially in Romania, one of the ways they eat garlic is they have a piece of hard bread, and then they take a raw garlic and they scrape it over the bread. So you're eating raw, fresh garlic. My dad used to eat garlic like that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Think how healthy that would be. Do you know what the fear of garlic is called? Garlic phobia? Allium phobia. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's a real thing. Oh, I, I don't think you're a liar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But what are they afraid of in particular? You know, I wonder if it comes... Are they... Uh, they're vampires, aren't they? That's it. That's it. Right there. Allergies? <laughs> oh. That kind of makes sense. Or allergic vampires? Or allergic vampires. There we go. Thank you. So let's talk some more about the health benefits of eating garlic. There, there's a lot of them. It has, I mean, throughout history, it has been a remedy for things. You know, I mentioned that they use it during World War One, but not only to, to as an antiseptic, 
They also used it for diseases such as cholera and tuberculosis, thinking that that could fight or help a person get through those hideous, horrible diseases. It has an antibacterial abilities to it, right? And antifungal. I think so, yeah. But it's yeah. only when you cut it. Yes, yes. A garlic has been claimed to lower cholesterol uh-huh. because it inhibits the enzyme growth in liver cells. Ooh, that's a good one. It can lower blood pressure. It can be helpful medicinally in the olden days regarding leeches, which I guess they still sometimes do use leeches for medical procedures. Oh my gosh, that's right. Somewhere I read that although uh, garlic repels mosquitoes and blood-sucking things, it attracts leeches. And if you cover your arm in garlic oil, the leeches will come much faster. A hand smothered in garlic will attract a leech in 14.9 seconds. A hand not covered in garlic, it's 44.9 seconds. Now guys, you you probably are (laughs) glad to know that. You know, in case the next time you're bloodletting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's a good fact. I never knew before that there was a difference between a hard neck and a soft neck garlic. Ah. Did you know that already, Edith? I kind of knew that because I've been growing garlic, but I've been growing it really badly. I have too. You know, my garlic was has been here since I've been here. It always comes back, doesn't it? Do you ever do anything to it? I mean, do you harvest it? I have harvested it a couple times, and I never really knew the correct way to do it, but now I'm getting better at it, Mm -hmm. which is kind of like what we say in this podcast is that we're not experts, but we learned a lot along the way, and garlic is a good example for me. It was in this little patch of my garden, and it was always there, and in fact, I didn't even know that that was garlic until somebody came and uh-huh. then said, oh, you have a garlic patch. And I went, oh, that's what that oh. is. But I didn't know quite what varieties I had. Right. And I have learned that what I have is a hard neck garlic. And the reason why is because a little shoot, um, a stem grows out of it that is green and will eventually produce more seeds. And that makes it a hard neck I I think that when you buy garlic at the store, you know how the cloves are around a stem? It's Mm -hmm. almost always a hard neck, don't you think? Yes. Um, The benefits of a hard neck are going to be that you're able to grow them in colder winters. Yes, absolutely. The benefits of a soft neck is they they last longer in in when you um, store them. Mm -hmm. And you can braid a soft neck. You can't braid a hard neck. A, A hard neck will have bigger cloves. And less cloves, and a soft neck will have more smaller cloves. Yes. And also, the soft neck, they don't, this is what you were talking about, they don't create escape, which is the hard flower stalk that you were talking about. And the wonderful thing about scapes are they're edible. If you don't want to eat them and you're growing this uh, hard-necked garlic, cut them off so that the energy of the plant goes to making bigger cloves. And that has been... A big gardening mistake of mine for many years is not cutting those off. They're pretty to look at. They are pretty, yeah. (laughs) They're like little violins almost. Yeah. They're so pretty. Because they're part of the, you know, garlic, onions, chives, Mm -hmm. leeks, they're all in the same family. They all Mm -hmm. have a beautiful flower on them. They do. You just want to leave it on there. So Uh, true. There are about a hundred different kinds of garlic that you can get. You should buy high quality seeds of garlic in several varieties. So that you can find out what grows best in your region, your zone, your microclimate. Cloves from the grocery store, 
not so good. Don't really work. They, yeah, they, they often don't grow. They somehow, they put something in the, the stuff at the grocery store that, cause they don't want you planting from it. So not, not the best idea. Yeah. Um, they, yeah, they're treated with something. So it just makes them harder to grow True. garlic. Yeah. And when we come back, we'll talk about how the heck do you plant it? What kind of soil do you need? When, how do you harvest it? How do you know when it's time and how to store it? And now, part two of Sleeping Beauty. I will whisper it in your ear, good fairies, so that the bad fairies can't hear. You're gonna what? Oh, I don't think so. I'll be doing the thwarting. You back off right now. But, good fairy, I can wake her with a kiss. You, you can't kiss a stranger who's sleeping. I mean... That doesn't seem right. And yet my friend, Prince Charming, did exactly that with a lass called Snow White. And they are now king and queen of a kingdom. Look at me. My pantaloons are shredded from the thorns, my hands bleeding from the climb. All I want is for Sleeping Beauty to wake. There's one more thing I'm going to try. Sleeping Beauty. Here's a bouquet of basil, sage, and thyme. Here's peaches and cantaloupe. Oh, I think she wakes. Oh, what a good nap that was. Hello, Auntie Good Fairy. What a heavenly smell was just under my nose. Now I better get back to my spinning wheel. No! no! Who's that man? He's not important. What? I'm very important. The most important thing, no more spinning, ever. How about you garden instead? You can grow all the things in this basket and much, much more. If I could grow those things that have that smell. Oh, I see the garden through the window. Someone pruned the bougainvillea. Oh, let the sun shine in. I want to be a gardener. I pruned the bougainvillea. Well, you hacked at it. Well, pruning, because I'm interested in, in gardening. A prince and a gardener? We should get to know each other. Why don't you two take a walk together in the garden? Yes, let's. Who are you anyway? I am Prince Lancelot Pantalot. <laughs> what a funny name. <laughs> Come on. Grow something. It can solve more problems than you can imagine. Christy, back to garlic now. Um, I just ordered some garlic. Ooh, where'd you get it from? Um, I got it from... Most places are already sold out. Oh, no. So I got it from, my, I think, Gurney's Seeds. Okay. And there was only one left, one variety left. I think I got German Red. That sounds good. Well, it looked pretty. It looked good. And, um, and I have never done that before. But because my garlic has always been so puny, because I've been using the same... I've had the same patch for 20 years. Me too. My garlic is puny, and I want yeah. big garlic this I would year. love bigger garlic. So it's going to come here in Colorado. You plant it in late September, early fall. Early October, I mean. So it's coming the first week of October, and that's when I'm going to plant it. Yeah, they say fall is the best time in most regions because garlic needs a cold period yes. of at least 40 degrees Fahrenheit for four to eight weeks. However, you can also plant it in the spring, especially if where you live you have a long growing season. If you live in the south or the southwest, well, you can plant cloves anytime from the fall through early spring. Um, but you should 
if you live in hotter areas, you should plant early because garlic does not do well in the heat. Right. And if you live in a, in a warmer place and plant in the spring, you're going to get small bulbs. Mm-hmm. You do plant it in full sun, by the way. Even though it likes the cold, it does like full sun. Six to eight hours. Mm-hmm. That's right. And um, you want to plant the individual cloves. Now, the bulb is the whole thing. The cloves are the little guys around it. The spear. The spear. Yeah. Uh, so you want to plant each of them like six inches apart in rows 24 inches apart. That's a good way to try it right there. And about two inches deep. Yes. You just can't lay it down. Like putting, yes, two and, inches deep. And just like tulips... You shouldn't plant your garlic upside, upside down. down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You want to pull. You want to yeah. plant them pointy end up. Pointy end up. Just like you would a tulip. Just like you would a spear. When you spear someone, it's with the pointy end. Yeah. This way, you're otherwise what you're asking your garlic bulb to do is to start. It would grow down, uh-huh. and then it it'll have to turn. And then come up through the soil, sort of like a fish hook, mm-hmm. and that will weaken it. It's ex- then it's exhausted. Also, the largest cloves will give you the biggest garlic, and that might be why we never our garlic is so peeny. I think you're right. That might be why. In fact, for a while there, I didn't even know that was garlic because it was so tiny. It was so little. <laughs> <laughs> and you know how hard it is to get the peels off of a little, you know quarter inch piece of garlic it's not even worth it you have to crush it every time you know how you put the flat end of a knife (laughs) and smush it down not fun and then it's hard to get anything that's the only way that you can do it yes you know and pick and choosing the largest clove edith makes sense in just in terms of how people have been you know hybridizing or cultivating gardens Uh for a long time Uh when people collect seeds they collect seeds from their best tomatoes that's right that's right you collect the seed from the Cucumber that looked the best. Mm-hmm. And we're talking heirlooms, folks. Heirloom only. Because if you collect seeds from a hybrid, it won't be true. May not. I just That's true. Throw That's a really that good point. In there. That's a really good point. Thank you. Um, you. You are so welcome. I have never, for example, um, rotated the garlic. That patch has always been there. Some Me people too. say you should do it, but I'm never going to do I don't think I'm going to do that. I just don't think I am. You know, it's interesting because when you... Well, we, we talk about this when it's time to harvest it, too, but... You're probably always going to have a little garlic always there anyways, wouldn't you? Yeah, there's no way to stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Which is fine fine because, you know, I love garlic. I do too. I love garlic. But it's like leek. I don't know. The leek comes up every single year. (laughs) Don't know how to stop it, but I love it. The last thing I'll say about planting is that, folks, don't separate the bulb and then just let the cloves dry out before you plant it. You separate the mm. bulb. Don't let it. Don't let the cloves wait any more than two days mm. before oh, that's you a plant good point. it. That's a really good point. And when when you break them apart, keep the husk on. Yes, that's and, a good tip. Oh, yeah. that's good. Edith. Yeah, keep it on. So you got your garlic planted. Yes. A lot of people suggest to put mulch down. They do to help get it through the winter, especially if you mm-hmm. if you do it in the fall. Uh, I've I've been seeing a lot of straw. They say do it with straw. I might have to get me some straw. I think that'd be a good idea. I do too. If, you know, you can grow garlic in Alaska if you have the proper time, depth, and mulch. Oh, wow. That great? Yes. Also, what mulch does is that it prevents weeds 
And this is the issue I have in my garlic patch is that I it's weedy. And they hate that. Yeah, garlic is one of those plants that it le- needs a lot of nutrition and it doesn't want to compete. Um, you should also fertilize a little bit. So you could put in a high, you can do a store-bought pellet fertilizer. You could do blood meal. You can do chicken manure. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure your soil is rich. Make sure you it's mean, well. Uh, excuse me. Do you mean hen dressing? Good, Edith. Thank you. Nice callback. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure your soil is well cultivated, that it drains, that it's rich. Um, so add organic matter like we do for a lot of things, mm-hmm. like a variety of types of manures or compost. Yeah. Garlic is a heavy feeder. And so you should be uh, thinking about adequate levels of nitrogen. You know what's great about garlic, too, is because insects don't like the smell, it doesn't really get bothered. A really good point. By pests, even the squirrels don't go near it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, they might, sometimes there's a garlic that can get a little fungus. I forget what it's called. Right. But it's rare. It is rare. And there are people who have a garlic patch and never water it, and it's still... And I forget to water mine, mine for long too, periods. Yeah. Again, maybe that's why ours is so puny. Yeah, mine came up really great this year, but then it got warm, and then it boom, it quickly started to fade. And when it starts to fade, is the time when you should consider digging it up, which is usually surprisingly. I was surprised, like like midsummer, sometimes early summer, depending yeah. on the heat. You'll know it's ready because the stalk turns brown and falls over. It just falls right over. And whatever you do, don't pull it up because you'll take the stock and you'll leave the cloves. And then the cloves will be there for next year. Same clove, same puny garlic. And as you mentioned before, Edith, if you get a, if you have a hard neck garlic and you get a scape that comes up, you should cut that off. Yes. In the early in the you know early spring, late spring, early summer, if it pops up. Yeah, and I suggest using it as food. It works really mm-hmm. well as food. So. Anywhere, depending on where you live, from like late June to August, depending on your climate, you, it'll be time to start harvesting your garlic. Um, before digging up the whole crop, you could also take a sample. You could lift up a bulb to see if the crop is ready. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is how you know if it's ready, is that it'll be, the garlic head will be divided into plump cloves, and the skin covering the outside of the bulbs will be thick dry and papery yeah that's good if you pull it too early the bulb wrapping will be thin and disintegrate yeah if you leave it in the ground too long the bulbs sometimes split apart the skin can also split apart and that's where you can get disease and that can affect the longevity of your garlic in storage yeah speaking of storage i tried one time to braid my garlic but Uh it was hard neck so (laughs) yeah I didn't realize that you couldn't do it for that. So it didn't really work. And, you know, I wonder if we're too dry here to even store garlic. We don't have the proper humidity because here it says, keep in a cool, dry, well-ventilated place at 40 to 55 degrees with a 50 to 60% relative humidity. That's really picky. That is that is so picky. Because like out in the garage, it's going to get too cold. Too cold in the garage. And the ba- my basement's heated. And so dry. Colorado yes. is so, so dry. Yeah. Well, I guess, folks, do your best elsewhere. Just make sure it's well circulated, that you get a lot of yeah. airflow around yeah. where you do it. And after a couple of weeks, it should be ready. After you dry it out, it should mm-hmm. be ready to store it in a more permanent place. The bulbs are cured and ready to store when the wrappers are dry and papery and the roots are dry. 
So the root crown should be hard and the cloves can be cracked apart easily. So once they're dry, you can store them. Just trim off any roots or leaves. Keep the wrappers on mm-hmm. and remove any part dirt or things like that and remove the tops and the roots. The longer you dry them, um, the more flavor you'll get. You know, last year I had I had I made these garlic bags. They were paper bags, and I uh, punched holes in them, and I put the whole entire garlic stalk in them. And I think that there was not enough humidity because it really didn't oh. work. It lasted oh. a couple of weeks. I had garlic. What I'm going to do this year, I think, after I harvest, I have a big jar of garlic in olive oil that I got from the store. I think I'm going to take my garlic and stick it in that already. The oil is already there. Let's experiment with that because I think that's what I'm going to do with some some of the oven dried tomatoes that I did is put those in olive oil too. Okay. But see, uh, yeah, it it already did the olive oil for me. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm just going to add more garlic to the store-bought. Oh, smart. Chopped. We'll see. We'll see if it works. I hope. I don't see why it wouldn't. I hope it does. I hope it does eat it. (laughs) Please. Please, we want garlic. We do. Tick-tock, tick-tock. Christy, guess guess what time it is. Oh, my gosh. Could it be? It is. It's mailbag. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. What do you got? This week's letter comes from Paul from Denver. Dear Edith and Christy, I am not a follower of podcasts nor do I follow Facebook with any consistency. When I get busy with work, I do less and less social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Right. However, I have always been delighted by your intelligent and clever podcasts I have listened to. Keep it up. It's brilliant stuff. Too bad you don't have a radio show on NPR. You're equal to their <laughs> quality standard. I'm sending you encouraging vibes and energy. Cheers. Paul. That is so nice. We needed some encouraging vibes and energy. Yeah, you guys. That that that. First of all, Paul, I'm with you on the social media and the <laughs> podcast. I also don't really listen to podcasts, which I is hard to admit. But um, <laughs> I mean, it is so nice to somebody reaches out and touches us. It is so nice. Thank you so much. Thank you, Paul. If anybody else wants to reach out and touch us in an appropriate manner... Just touch Christy. I don't like being touched. (laughs) Then all you need to do is write to us. Uh, You can send us your favorite gardening stories, your successes, your flops... Your your how's your garlic patch going this year? Yeah, you could ask us questions, or you could even give us advice. We may be wrong about things we don't know. Just write to upside down tulips at gmail or at our website at upside down tulips.com. Or check out the show notes. The sun is starting to peek through the clouds. The music is comforting. It's time for our inspiration of the week. Which comes this week from Wendell Berry. Wendell Berry, you might recognize that name. He's a poet, a novelist, and a farmer. Perfect. He said, A person who is growing a garden, if he is growing it organically, is improving a piece of the world. He is producing something to eat, which makes him somewhat independent of the grocery business, but he is also enlarging for himself the meaning of food and the pleasure of eating. Oh, yes. Isn't that nice? That is nice. For he, she, or they. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Themselves. I'm sure that's what he meant, but he was, you know, he's 86, so. 
We'll give Wendell a break. Love you, Wendell. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's episode. We are Edith Weiss and Christy Munter Larson. If you got some laughs and some value out of Upside Down Tulips, could you do us a favor? You could subscribe, like, or follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you so much to Denise Gentilini for composing and performing the Upside Down Tulips theme song. You could hear more of her music if you go to denisegentilini.com or find that link at upsidedowntulips.com. Thank you to our kind and talented friends, Damon Garasio and Kate Poling. Thank you. And a special thanks to our local nursery and friend of the show, Southwest Gardens. Join us next week, won't you? We're going to talk about repurposing stuff for the garden. You have it in your house? Maybe it'll work in the garden. It may well. Save yourself some money. It's in the garage? Maybe you can use it in the garden. It's in the neighbor's backyard? Wait till nighttime. Go there. Get it. And then, you know, hide it for a couple days. And don't forget... If you make a mistake, your garden will forgive you. Your neighbor might not, but <laughs> your garden will. Upside down to lips. Where'd my lawnmower go? I repurposed it as lawn art. <laughs> <laughs>